welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Hey everyone, so excited today to welcome Philadelphia, well, New Hope artist, uh, Stephen DeJoseph. Now, if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, you can come after me. It's okay. Uh, but he mm-hmm. is, uh, he just signed with Deco Entertainment, which is cool. We've had artists from Deco Entertainment on the show and they obviously know good talent. His new album is out now. It's, uh, songs, dreams, circumstance, four songs, yeah. dreams, circumstance. And I think this is, an amazing album that you need to hear. So I encourage you to go to his website, Stephen to Joseph. That's di joseph.com. Did I say it right, Stephen? Welcome. You nailed it right on the head, Lisa. Thank you. And you know, I'm interviewing you while I have a fever. So, you know, (laughs) it feels good. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Maybe it is midlife. Maybe I'm just having hot flashes (laughs) and I don't know. Well, it makes for a hot interview. (laughs) Yeah, right on. This is cool. It could be good, but. No, I, I think this is so listening to your music and Nancy and I are like, dude, I, I think, you know, we've heard about you before and, and, um, this album to me is just special. It's a very, um, I, I encourage people to, you can stream it, you can buy it, but I encourage you to be in a place where you can really listen. Um, to me, it's, it's headsets because we travel full time and everything. And if I could put on an album, like a vinyl, I'd love it. But it is a very um, touching album. Does that make sense? It's yeah. touching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, I appreciate that assessment because, you know, all, those those songs represent probably 30 years of my life. Um, when I, I, I decided, I decided when I got with Deco to, to bring these songs forward, um, to, to make a new collection of these ver- various songs. Some were released, some were not. Um, I just felt that these songs deserved the light of day, if you will, <laughs> you know, mm. in a bigger way. And, and, and Deco has given me that opportunity with the Warner Music ADA distribution. And, you know, so it, I'm like, I got to, you know, this has to happen. So what with Warner Music, does that help you on the, because I know that you do film too, right? So yeah, does, well, I would say video. Yeah. 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 Does that help you on that side as well? Like, does, will your music go further? a field in in regards to soundtracks and things like that do you think yeah that well that would be uh I, I I, every artist likes there. that yeah I, I certainly feel it has that i mean lots of people have heard it and said yeah soundtrack i can hear you know so uh for one thing there's a show in a small way right now it's a show in philadelphia on whyy called you ought you ought to know and um they're going to be using uh, is the tracks minus the vocals because they use instrumental music, but a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, licensing can take place with taking the songs and pulling the vocal for the purpose of the, the film. 
project, mm. you know. So, um, uh, any aspect, any way you want to spin my music is okay with me. Well, I love your music. Yeah. I Thank I you. was listening to it and I'm like, dude, this is cool. And then and then I was like, oh crap, I gotta get there to the interview on time, you know, because <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Nancy and I have been listening to it and and we watched. I told you about this before we recorded watching you play run around uh yes on your youtube channel and, and uh roundabout i mean right? uh, roundabout sorry thank you yes thank you it's a run around too <laughs> run around roundabout there you go yeah yeah and I, I i could tell you just a real brief story i heard how you know i like looking into the uh behind the scenes of a song of course and and john anderson was talking about how they wrote roundabout <laughs> and they literally were traveling and they would go you know, they would be start saying, we'll be the roundabout as they're going around roundabouts. <laughs> I'm going, Oh my God, really? You know, it's like, and then in around the lake and the mountains come out of the sky and they're driving along and they're looking at all this stuff where they're on tour. So <laughs> it, it was funny to hear the way the That's song. That's my style. That's my style. But <laughs> it's it's style. What, as a, you're playing piano, right? And that's, it is. It is a runabout. Yeah, I know. Yeah, runabout. 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 I got yeah. I've, now. I'm like totally messed up, but it's all good. <laughs> it's good. I'm not unfamiliar with yes people. I'm just a yeah. little sick. But yeah, but, but yeah. to you for you to take that on, <laughs> I was like Nancy. I was like Nancy. You got to hear this. Now I'm bringing <laughs> her in. I'm like you got to check this out and watch this. You know, because he's playing this, and it's so. You got the prolific points and everything, but it's beautiful. And then I said, now look at what the original was mm. you know what she mm -hmm. knows and so we mm -hmm. we did this comparison today sorry oh that's very cool sick. i'm sorry everybody i got the flu recording this but we both we looked at and we we're like you know it was this beautiful piece that you, what you've done is the stripped down but real joints of the yet soft and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. has that drive. That song has drive, as you know. Drive. I mean, yes, it's a it, does. it does. It does. Yeah. And I'm like, we're like, holy, you know, whatever. And um, so it, to me, was amazing what you did. And what blew me away, honestly, about mm -hmm. your playing of that piece is that you had bass that, I mean, Tell me yeah. about that part because the bass uh, to me in that song is so important. Tell so me about important. that piece, right? You get what I mean? Like the bass. 100%. Oh, Chris Squire, what a monster. I mean, I grew up with listening to him from age, you know, I guess age 15 on, you know, and, um, you know, between, so my favorite uh, rhythm section was Bill Bruford. Well, it, yes, Bill Bruford and Chris Squire. And just, you know, when you have a great bass player and a drummer, it's really hard to go wrong, <laughs> you know? So these guys, they just, um, Chris was such a brilliant uh, orchestrator and of, of bass lines that um, I, you know, I was like the way I wanted to honor that. So I was like, I'm going to learn the entire piece because I'm going to be playing it for yes, aficionados. And I want to be sure that I have an mm. arrangement that holds water. And so, uh, what I ended up doing was sort of using a bit of a stride piano. I said, this is going to be on the piano. I'm not duplicating the song. I'm, I'm making mm -hmm. a piano arrangement. So at being a classical jazz pop pianist, I spent time working out the left hand. And so I, this rolling sort of uh, stride style fit as an interpretation. I felt, you know, that, and I, I've had two people who know Anderson and have worked with him. 
really appreciate it. So I was like, okay, I guess I hit the mark, you know. Because is that what helps with the bass? To because well, I, yeah, I feel that's... like if you don't, because yeah. you can have piano music which you can go all twinkly, you know. Uh-huh, sure, and if sure. you don't do the bass correctly, there's like you and that run. So that's what the stride is, is that run but, like the so stride stride piano was, you know, um <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna say Fats Waller, uh, James P. Johnson back in the twenties, thirties. 40s uh these Fats guys waller is one of the best oh my god these guys you know they Dude. were just <laughs> just you know they, they they used to have um 48 hour piano marathons where all the pianists would gather i think in harlem i believe uh and they would gather yeah. and mm-hmm. you know one guy's left hand is going while the other guy's right hand and then they switch and that guy would take over and then they just keep that piano got worked for 48 hours straight but you know? they had dynamics and They're that dynamics. is the key the dynamics yes. you can do all the fast runs it's like technical guitar <laughs> right? right here's your technical guitarist let me go for it and let me show you all my i got the technical stuff i got this <laughs> but if you don't have the dynamic i think something's happening with me with this fever thing but if you don't have if you don't have dynamics you ain't got nothing that's right (laughs) you know dynamics are crucial and you do i mean that's what nancy and i were like wow because at this point someone's singing and you're taking also the vocal part yes in doing the piano and that was the other part i'm like dude no way so anyway right in the middle middle where he's singing softly where uh just the flutes are going. Wakeman mm-hmm. is playing, and he's singing around the lake, and he's real soft. So I just switched the hand so that the right hand could do the the, the arpe- wow. arpeggiation, and the left hand would take the melody. And that's you know those are classical approaches, the, the basis of classical. So you know, and I, I anyway, that's that's just that's, I mean, but that's yeah. I talk about this about progressive rock, like when mm, I was yeah. listening to this because the stuff that I've written to as a musician ah. and writer, and uh-huh. I've never gotten there with it because there's all this stuff in my head. And I looked at Nancy today, literally right before this interview, and I said, "That's what I was supposed to do with my music was do prog rock," and I didn't understand. Not too late. No, it's never too late. Never, yeah. Um, prog rock. I didn't understand that part of it. Like, uh-huh. I didn't get what prog rock until Billy, <laughs> you know, mm, he said, to, you know, yeah. great music, musicians and, and yeah. everyone, I'm always going like, but you guys are always about positive, good stuff for the earth and humanity. I always thought that too. So there's a progressive political party, which that's not what I'm talking about today, but mm-hmm. I do believe that the two hold hands in yeah. music. And in the sign of the times of humanity, that mm-hmm. um, prog rock has always kind of gone, hey, we can always do this elevation and we can implement multiple genres of music. I think this is, but yes. you know what? I like being sick now. <laughs> I'm awesome. feverish and on the top of the world. You can <laughs> finally have yeah. multiple genres um, put together. Just like humanity should. Mm, beautiful. beautiful. And time of now. Because prog rock yeah. is about fusion, isn't it? It's it is. interesting. Very now, much is. Yeah, fusion music. Fusion covers a lot of styles. I mean, it's interesting. We think of jazz fusion, but, you know, it's two words, jazz and fusion. Or, you know, so the fusion of styles has been a thing developing and for a long time. And I, 
and I'm all about it. I have, that's consequently why I have what I call a multiple genre disorder. You know, I, 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 I would get on stage and people are like, what's he, what's he, who, what's he doing? Yeah. Like I'm singing or I'm playing guitar, playing the piano, yeah. got these long pieces of these songs. And I was like, well, let's tie this together and explain. I got this disorder <laughs> and I got to go in all these directions, but I promise I'll fill you in, you know? I, but but that's the big blend concept. Yeah. Everybody wants blend. us to be only that's these why I'm business. Here. <laughs> you, know, you do a business interview the next day and musician people follow us and they're like, oh, what the, f-, you know, you have yeah. a business interview the next day. Yeah, because musicians also need to know business and so do you. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, stop it. You know, we have different ways for you. By the way, for listeners, there's different ways you can follow playlists and shows and everything. So um, yeah. we're getting there on that. But um I want to say this about your music. You have a sensibility and strength in your sound to me. I, I love people to listen and, and enjoy the music without anything from me saying whatever, because it yeah. sucks when someone tells you what they hear and listen, but I, I there's a strength. Um, Thank you. Song Thanks. dreams circumstance. I love the title of that. Yeah, because it, it's it, real. That's real life to me. <laughs> you yeah, know? That, well, it fit, you know, Lisa, because uh, I was reflecting on these songs and all this stuff, how they came, uh, and the time between, uh, you know, the, the big first song till now, <laughs> and so it, it, it reflected half of my life. You know, I was like songs, dreams, circumstance. That seems to be really where it is for me. You know, the, these songs come out of these these dreams, whether they're daydreams or, you know, sleeping dreams, you know, and the circumstance, instead of plural circumstances, it, it was kind of circumstance is something we're all in at one, at, at all the time. And there's a circumstance that exists. So for me, it was a singular joining of all the circumstances, <laughs> basically. You get that? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. It is, it is because that's what it is. And there's always, a little bump and a yes. little spark that's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things that you don't imagine. So let's talk a little bit about some of the songs. Um, I want to talk about To Be Found okay. a little bit because that felt like this. Oh, it, it It is strong, but weak at the, not, the song is not weak. But mm-hmm, it's a, it goes from like strength to weakness at the same time in the sound. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, so in other words, it's a gentleness to it. But it's still like a reality wake up call. Like you can't. It was. Not wish, yeah. Yeah. Tell, it, there was something. That. I mean, the, what see, was, I'm not supposed to talk about the song. See. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I could just tell you the essence of, you know, the, the that was one of my more, <laughs> one of my more literal songs in that I literally was walking in the city as the lights came on and, you know, I crossed the street to see this, uh, this man painting in the, he was in the doorway and he was clearly homeless or living roughly on the street or something, you know, and there he was painting. And I was like, I, I was like, it was amazing. And I, w- I wanted to give him something, you know, an appreciation. And he was like, no, I do this for God. And that's like, it, it just really, you know, at that time, it really just hit me in a big way. And I was just like, it just felt like something should come about musically from that experience. So it did. 
And and the idea was, of course, that he was representing like the chorus is, uh, see me, you may see me as a boy in trouble, a man in distress, a nation in darkness, uh, a people oppressed. And no matter yeah. what we see, we still share common ground. And that was really, to me, the big spiritual message of the song. Well, the song, your, your album is, um, I don't want to say stripped down, but it's really raw and real. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so you, you can connect immediately. Um, so I know we talked about prog rock, but I could see the album going that way in, in, yes. in a different way, right? Yes. This is yes. Like, does that make sense? Like it's almost like an acoustic version of prog rock? Yeah. Like that's kind of what I ended up, uh, uh, you know, stylistic uh, genre wise. We were like, I was like progressive, oh. progressive folk, uh, you know, uh, alternative pop, you know. Uh, but it's um, you get to core of, of life, and when you can just sit and listen, that's why I say, for me, um, you know, Nancy and I were listening, but I was like, no, nah, I got to put the headset on for this. This is good. Nice, that makes because me very it happy. really, yeah. It, well, it, it's so connective, and I think you know, it feels good in the times. You know, we're in a new year, right? Yeah. Yay. Hooray! And yet, at the <laughs> same time, we're all. But it feels. The new year feels good, even though it's really crappy out there. I mean, there's some bad stuff going on in the world, really bad stuff. And we've got climate change and we've got all these things, right? But you you have to have reprieve. And music does that. And sometimes the simplicity of it all just feels good. It's just like, oh. Because as soon as I listen to your album, I'm like, all right, leave me alone. (laughs) You know, I always tell people, Nancy knows that, you know, just leave me alone. I'm listening now. And that's that. Yeah. 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 And and I think this album is very much one for listening. I think it's personal. Yes, you can share it with friends and everything. You can have it as background music if you want. But um, (laughs) I feel it's very personal. Was it for you? I mean, you said it's like over 30 years. What to put it together? Yeah, I, well, when I say that, it was on other, like various songs were on other albums. Uh, one, one album was not really promoted. It was supported by a, a collection of fans that put money into it. Um, uh, and, and it, but it didn't get out as far, near far and wide as, and then the second album uh, was, was called Hypnotized that, that got around and that got reviewed. And, but I, I didn't feel, I felt that these songs really need to come forward and be remastered and be released as a, you know, a new collection of stuff and, and from a new angle. And, you know, so when I, when I connected with Deco, as I mentioned, I, I thought, well, this is the opportunity to do, cause I was in my mind, you know, I think your mind sets up things that are coming in, in some way or other. I don't know how it works, but I, I feel like I, I've been thinking a long time. These are my kids and I want them to have mm. a broader life and, um, uh, so I'm going to put this collection together. So behold, lo and behold, Deco comes along. And then I, you know, the opportunity to release something that way, I thought, well, this is the time then. This is, you know, this is the time. Because it is the- a very, per- they're all very personal. Like some of those songs are, if we were to go into each song, like some are, you know, they're, they're sort of painful <laughs> because somewhere I was working through difficult stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew people who had been in difficult situations and, like gone so far is you know a sensitive thing about child abuse and it's so uh, 
you know, it's, I don't know that I'm going to write these things. I don't plan them, <laughs> but it, things come out and they, they're expressed and then I follow it, you know? Well, I think when you don't write about things, it's going to bug you as a musician <laughs> or a creative person, you, you know, whether so. you're a writer or a painter or, you know, as, as a creative person, the creative people are, you know, sentient beings and in, in my mind, of yeah, yeah, being sensitive to what's going on around, and they tell the times. Right, agreed. They do. Agreed. They tell the yes. true history because there's an integrity. When you're talking about an artist who isn't being um told what to do, and a true artist doesn't tell <laughs> be told what to do, right? So, like signing with Deco, this is this is a good relationship. I, you know, as, as far as I know from other artists and stuff that you know, hey, they've accepted what you did already. So there's no like Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can't do this or can't do that. And I think we're right, I think right. we're all yeah. learning, even as music lovers, like the labels that want to do that, screw you. It's not happening. You know? <laughs> well yeah. You know I hope I've learned, anyway. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think I've what I've learned uh I was never I've never been well Maybe in like early, like 90, 91, I got with a little, a little um, new age music label that was doing kind of, you know, connecting music to uh, self-help mm. ideas. And I, you know, so, but I created this album that was, they were like, well, maybe it's a little too musical, <laughs> but well, you know, I, 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 I oh. you know, <laughs> but it worked for them and they, they did it, but you know, so it was called a quiet time and it was very, Oh, you weren't quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, it was very orchestral and very, um, you know, I went after that mm. sort of Aaron Copeland uh, sort mm. of <laughs> kind of thing with it. And, and but, you know, they liked it and they, it circulated and, you know, later on surfaced. And I like bringing pieces forward if they haven't had enough of a life, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of interesting about that concept of like then a label can go, OK, we know what we're doing. And yeah. everybody's on the same page. Maybe that is the way, you know, it's just flipping the industry a little bit, you know, and Deco seems from what I've, you know, just on shows here, like they seem really cool. And, and the they people cool. getting yeah. with them are like, they're like, no, this is a good independent source and place. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important. I, I, think, I appreciate you know, the, yeah, the vision they have is like, you know, uh, talking with Bruce and Charlie, it, there's, there's a vision there to, you know, bring something, another level of mm. entertainment and, you know, musical, uh, expression, story, uh, you know, mag, mm. like they do these really cool, um, I think for Blue Oyster Cult, they did this thing. They brought forward Imaginos was the big, the big album that one of their, their flagship albums. And, and they did a whole, uh, um, uh, Bruce did a whole, uh, I want to call it a comic strip, but it's not, it's like, you know, uh, it's a comic strip type of approach in that it's in a booklet, but it's got the scan codes and mm. you, you're hearing this, you're reading the story and you're looking at the images and you hit this, hit the QR and you get the song, you know, right. so it's just really cool. I, I think we're some- getting, oh, I love that they're adopting into, you know, or not adopting, adapting, but um yeah, getting in. Oh, we're in such a weird world right now that we <laughs> yeah. do actually want physical stuff. Right. 
as like that's our special piece, whether it's vinyl or uh, you yeah. know, a CD. I mean, I, keep, yeah. I mean, we travel full time, and we still. I'm holding on to our car as long as we can. Yeah, because she has a CD. Ah, and, and the CD player really doesn't do. play, barely plays. Like I have to talk to it, <laughs> do some weird jigglies. But yeah. then isn't that what we all did as teenagers with, you know, you know, yeah. tapes and had to cut them up and tape them <laughs> back tape. together, put them in the freezer, yeah. freeze it back <laughs> right, into right. place, all of it. Right. Yes. And that's what, you know, so to me, we're on this permanent road trip. So I'm like, oh, we are. <laughs> no, if she had a tape deck, we would be set, you know. Oh, my God. The eight track. <laughs> well, I don't have that. I'm not that. I'm not there yet you know i I was in africa i I don't think we even had a tracks at that time but 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 we had tapes you know and to me the tape was it was surgical it was like you you, i mean i don't even know how we knew how to edit tape on a tape but we did we taped it back together hoping we didn't hit that spot when Uh you go uh on like you know digital recording yes and we can just snip and cut i go we didn't know what the hell we were doing back then you know right right but we did i mean i'm talking about from the listener perspective of taking care of a tape but Uh not the recording aspect i get it i still don't know how the hell you guys all did that stuff back then it's amazing to me yeah i really i mean editing film editing music uh, these guys with the razors yeah they're incredible they really they 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 are you know they lead they led us into you know what is a digital medium now you know i mean it I all, do like it the, all i do reached. like the film i do i'm sorry i do i like the old school <laughs> and I, know. I have to say they must have really swore at, i mean when the door was closed <laughs> you know that their language was not good at any yeah, they, they cut it the wrong way it's like you can't you yeah. can't or undo. having to cut it you're like you're yeah. making me cut like, yeah right 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, having a vasectomy. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I'm sick. That's my <laughs> excuse. And it's true. I want to talk to you about No Chance, the album, no Chance. song on your album. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have two versions. So yes. tell us. Oh, I love the song, but tell everybody about it. Well, okay. So No Chance. So you, you heard, let's see. So you heard the acoustic version and then you heard the electric version. And the electric version is on the CD only, and I don't have that. So okay. I don't know about that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You will then. I'll, I'll send that along, <laughs> but let's put it. So what happened was, um, I had written the acoustic, the version you've heard. I wrote mm-hmm. that and recorded it in my studio. And it's a, I, I called it rough cut because that's what it was. I was like creating that piece and I wanted sort of, um, you know, uh, I guess like a Van Morrison vibe. And I was mm. kind of playing with that idea with the upright bass and piano and the vocals. And, mm. uh, then, you know, just the way the words came together, you know, she lives like a cat with nine lives dancing on mm. the razor's edge of sharp nine. <laughs> so the idea was the guys, I mean, people think it's a guy trying to meet a woman, but it's really a, a person dealing with. An unruly cat, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and you know the way you you know they have their own way and do what they want. <laughs> it's a, so it kind of was just I wanted to play with that and make people think you know which is this you know. <laughs> so yeah, but that is how cats are. That is how cats are. <laughs> you know, we know. Yeah. We, we travel full time and hang out with animals, and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 
You know, you it's like, view. It, 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 normally we do Zoom, you know, these, these recordings and Zoom video and, and everyone's seeing like, Lisa's still in the same shirt. Yes, I do wash my shirts, but I hang out with animals every day and there's yeah. nothing fancy about it. But cats, <laughs> cats have walked across our screen and they will own your computer. They yeah. will tell you when to turn the TV on, when they want their food. I, I mean, the demands, they are, um, it's time. High-end, it's they're high end little queens. And yeah, queens. right, right. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, they are. Um, but I love them. So yeah. with you, d- tell me about your musicality because you're talking about, I mean, we watched, you know, the run around. Did I do the roundabout, roundabout, yeah. runaround? I'm not going to get yeah. it right now. All those abouts. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do all that. Things, but yeah. that was on piano. Yes. And so, of course, we all know. If you can play the piano, you can go into any instrument pretty much because you're really getting the backbone, right? It's those. I think those, so. That's my those, opinion for sure. Yeah. But how many instruments do you play? Because you were talking about guitar. You're talking about other things. Like, how many instruments do you play? Essentially, piano and guitar. I, I, I did get into percussion. Um, somebody gave me a Doombeck for my birthday years ago. Oh, cool. Uh, and I got into that. But then, of course, playing, you know, it's interesting playing with loops and also being able to trigger percussive sounds. You know, I, I, I actually, the first thing I played was a drum pad <laughs> when I was in like, I don't know, fifth grade or something. They gave me a drum pad and I was playing with the drum pad. And, and there was a teacher with a little class of, of kids with drum pads, you know. Like just whacking that away at the little rubber pad with the, with the sticks and that, you know, so I got, but, but as soon as I heard, uh, piano or uh, organ, you know, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, three dog night, uh, Chicago, yeah, yeah. uh, blood, sweat and tears. Mm. You no. Know? And then when I hit on yes, that was just, mm. that was it because I wanted classical music. And then I got into what is, oh. what is the basis of, of prog rock really <laughs> you know when you think about it uh, um, it is the bass because you got the bass i think you should yeah, be a bass, bass. player too a bass you played yeah. the bass guitar uh well i have fiddled with it i i took the regular guitar well i should say seriously in the sense that i i got a really good acoustic guitar and i started to create arrangements on there uh i i felt i kind of followed in the footsteps of someone who's named michael hedges if you know that name or not yes yeah, um, masterful player. He passed away way too young and, uh, but uh, he touched a lot of people with his approach. Um, he wasn't, wasn't the first, I'm sure, because I heard Joan Armitrading, if I could mm-hmm. go back further. Yeah. Oh, Joan. Joan Nailing, was like, like oh, made, wow. She, you know, just, yeah, you, yeah. But you know what it is? It is because yeah. it's, it's the anchor. Yes, it is the foundation, anger. right? And yeah. she's like, and I think that's what's so beautiful about this album too. Songs, dreams, circumstance, everybody, the album. Um, that this is a very, um, I, I, like I said, not raw, like it's raw, but it's, you know, it's, it's refined raw. It's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a good way it, to put it. It is, yeah, it is. You are going to sink in immediately and just put your headset on or just, yeah, you can play it, but like get in it. Um, nice, because yeah. it's personable and the bass part, I think you understand that. So that's where you understand simplicity by understanding bass. 
you understand simplicity, so you mm. know where to put the dynamic of the the flower part. That yes. Count. Is that well weird? I No, I get what you're saying. I knew what you meant, so that's what counts. <laughs> you know. Okay. How, how, Thanks how for helping me through this interview. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. It's, it's, you know, it's taking, the, you know, the base, uh, the basic, like the chord structure, and then you know, uh, expanding it, f- filling it out with orchestration and whatever. Like people think orchestration, what do you mean an orchestra? No, it, it means when you orchestrate something, you just select the instruments you want. And that's what gives, and then that's what gives it particular artists hmm. approach to. So you, you're going to have low end and middle, middle and high end. And, and those are going to be percussive instruments and strings and synthesizers and, you know, all kinds of, stuff ends up in in songs but i i felt that you know i i think because of where where i come from you know my roots uh like songs were you know i approached them i'm writing a song you know i'm a songwriter and i'm also uh an ethereal pianist and keyboardist so i mm. you know those elements i think end up influencing i think the elements you have in your background end up influencing or here or in your ear, you know, you, they end up influencing mm-hmm. what you're creating. So that's, Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I, you know, there's, I want people to understand like you in, you know, for those getting into the industry now of music and and mm-hmm. I do say it's an industry. Sorry, that sucks, but it's true. Yeah, um, it you have to remember it's still a business if you're going to yes. get along with it. Right. Um, but going into the inspiration part is you can go to multiple instruments. You can do things. We have more tools now mm-hmm. as songwriters than we ever had. We may yeah. have not the labels being, in, well, I think in a weird way, the labeling is getting better. I think the shift is like what you're doing with Deco Records. I think mm-hmm. we're getting better, honestly, nice. when you look at it all. <laughs> Like refining. It's just about we have to change our mindset of what to do. Yeah, yeah. That's because everybody goes, oh, we want the big label. It's the same thing as writers. Oh, mm-hmm. we want the big publisher. Well, the big publishers, do you really want them? Do you want them to tell you to take out every word <laughs> in your book, you know, and only write what they want because they think that's what's sellable? It's, yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I think mean, we're yeah. in a very trippy world right now, but yeah. you don't stay true to your core. And yes, you can fix things that maybe you could get better at. That's the truth. Everyone can fix things, fall down, fix, fall down, fix, learn mm-hmm. from fall downs. But um, we're in a place where we can fall down and go, oh, holy you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and, and let me do this, but still stay true to your integrity. It's just a really harder road, but it's better in the end, in a way. Well, I yeah. Think. I look around, you know, these low, these many years, and I said, well, I guess, you know, I chose to try. I was always, I mean, I was looking for a different change in my chords or a different something, doing something. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that as far as originality, but I, mm. I think people, I, I think sometimes being original or approaching something like I want to, I don't want to go to that court. I want to go to this court. I want to do this thing a little different. I think it's not. Oh, I, 
No, you can't go like you can't sit out saying, I'm going to write an original song. The song comes to you, you start writing it and, you know, right. Is, is that what, am I on that track? What I, I, I guess what I mean is in terms of, uh, going in, like, I always, I would always hear when something sounds like another song I've heard, you know, like, oh, that sounds like this song. Oh, that sounds like that song. And, oh, and God, then sometimes yeah. I would I do that. that and then vary, vary mm-hmm. it in, on purpose, you know, or, you know, some songs, like there's a song on there called Flying. I didn't, I didn't, I, I said, this kind of, it sounds like the Beatles and Elvis Costello to me. And I'm just going to go with it, you know? And I think it's a fun song. I, I like that I did. That, I, but you know? I think people want to have the, you know, it's really hard because we hear things, right? Yeah. That yeah, stick oh as an earworm uh-huh. or whatever you call it. Yeah, you know, right, it's like, right. ying, ying, ying. <laughs> and there's something in there that just you're inspired by it. Yeah. Oh and my God. inspiration is good. And I think like yeah. Tom Petty, I mean, oh, I yeah. think he was inspired Jeez. by so many and he inspired so many. Yeah. He's like carried the torch. He was like one of those people, him and Dave Stewart. Ah, uh, Dave Stewart, the Eurythmics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, were, oh but you know, come on. They, I yeah. mean, they did, they, they, there's certain people <laughs> that they just did that and it's Eddie, okay. Yeah. I mean, Annie because Lennox. Holy Annie, oh, you can, you're going to talk about Annie Lennox now. Oh like you want to talk, like you want to talk about, I think she was, um, well, it not what is one of the actual best blues singers if she went blues Ooh, she would no kidding. kill it wow. that way Real, but she is who she it. is oh she's she, yeah. think about her i mean her her voice she did uh oh god i'm sorry right now my brain is still foggy so you know okay. um the yeah. guy the guy that um the church thing uh the church she did a grammy awards uh, presentation with him, sang with him. Oh, um, so, uh, oh, I really hate that I can't remember it, but it was like insane. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was insane and it's bluesy. Um, the church thing. Oh, God. Oh, I can't stand it. I'm going to Google it while we talk, but okay. it was That's incredible. The- it was incredible. Um, what she did. I grew up with her and I never knew why I was so into certain musicians, Simply Red. Simply Red? Right? Oh, my God, his voice. <laughs> right? Right? Jeez. I didn't understand why I liked all these people. Well, because yeah. they are true R&B and true blues artists. Yeah. That was a real, you know, I mean, I, I never really, I didn't realize it, like, until I heard that Zeppelin was a blues band and Pink Floyd had things. Hosier. Hosier. Oh, my God. Hosier. Hosier. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. That was when she said, "Take me to church." I put a spell on you. They did oh that. God. No kidding. I so didn't they did that at Grammy Awards, uh, whatever year that was. But uh-huh. I went. Uh-huh. I always knew that, and it was when I watched that. I went. That's why in the eighties I liked her and Simply Red because wow. they were blues. They had that edge. They did. Yeah. Simply Red has that R and B. Like yeah. I, I don't think R and B is where it is. Like where it is now is not where where it came from. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's wrong what we're labeling. Here's the R and B label. I'm like, no, no. But we do have some up and coming R and B artists that are like from the old school days that are yeah. fresh and new. Like Aloe, uh, they're 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 so 
it's a weird time, but I like it. I like uh-huh. it. And I like when, like what you were talking about, you know, how original can you be? I think that if you have a destiny to write this song and you feel it and you're going to write it down and whatever, and it's like, oh crap, it sounds like this a little bit here or there. Who cares? Because right. at the end of the day, we still want to hear something we're familiar with and something new at the same time. And that's fusion <laughs> yeah. food. That's why we eat fusion, fusion food. food. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've, I've also been, I was just going to say, I've also been exposed uh, uh, to a large, a great extent to very uh, seriously experimental music like John Cage, if I could say. Like, you know, do you, are you familiar with John Cage no. at all? No, okay. I'm going to have to so go look him we're up talking- now. We're talking about the kind of people that, you know, they would open the piano and they would put thumbtacks inside and rubber and, and, and they would make a, create a piece and it would become something that it was a statement. And they, and, and to all intents and purposes, there mm-hmm. a number of artists that went in that direction as sort of not just to be anti, but actually to explore. I mean, it, they call it modern music, but now it's, you know, 80 years old, 100 years old, but they, they, um, Henry Parch was another, uh, Harry Parch. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, but okay. I let's just look at Peter Gabriel doing video. Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Right. Clearly, I mean, clearly he influenced me. I think, you know, it's, it's without a doubt. Yeah. You do have a, you do, you do, you do. Yeah. I mean, sorry, some of the do. stylings. And, I'm not saying sorry. I mean, no, no. in a good way. It, it, no, but true. that's the thing. It's important. And, I think when, when we look at all of this creative creativity in the world, yeah, somebody inspired you. It's not mm-hmm. an influence. Go for it. Who yeah. cares? Because it feels good to the listener to have a little grounding of knowing where you're going. Like when it's you're not- on a road trip, you feel good when you're leaving town. You know why? Because you know your town. <laughs> and then all of a yeah. sudden it's like, holy crap, we're off, you know, and then. You feel like, oh, it's not so bad. Then, you know, you may have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Breakdown or whatever. But familiarity is a good thing. Uh-huh. And, and spontaneity at the same time. And it's this balance. That's what music is all about. And Seems having, be, yeah. hold, holding all the, I, I just, I, I don't know how to be completely. I mean, I have to write things about parks, right? They have this many trails. They have this, that. I can write about our experience. But the reality, how much is our experience different from somebody else? You go to Sequoia Mm, National Park, you jaw drop because of these giant sequoia trees, right? Oh, my God. Speaking of which. I mean, how many ways can you say jaw drop? As a (laughs) food writer, too, how many times can you say delicious? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and how right, many right. times you can come up with a new word that doesn't resonate with your audience? Yes, right, right. So what? What? What's the point? Like, so we're in this weird creative zone. Like, you can add a dash of new, a little bit of familiarity, but yeah, yeah, what comes yeah. out of you is actually just got to be what comes out of you. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I love I mean, your I, music. I, I, I'm so excited. About knowing thank music. Thank you. So that means a, Can, a, you a world. Do you have any work? idea, like, when you just find new music that you're just like, dude, this is so cool. I'm just going to keep listening to it. Like, I do. Well, that's, With all yeah, musicians that's, yeah. that come on our show, I end up, like, 
I listen to that. Nancy and I do. And then when we go on the road, we're pissed at the radio stations. We're like, put it on, <laughs> change it, change it to our people because it's good. Uh-huh. And we, well, we that's, just call that's you good. our I people. Think that's what it gives <laughs> exposure to music that, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I mean, as coming up in an era when, you know, there was the, the large, the big artists, the famous artists, and then we're all aspiring to be like them or emulate them or, or something, you know, but then there's, there was a period of, uh, there was a shift where like the people I was studying with about music business were going, well, 1000 true fans and, you know, um, think in this direction and you'll, you'll attain it more likely, you know, it's like, instead of expecting Columbia to sign you or it's do or die, or I don't know, there's so many approaches, but I I just feel like I'm mm. happy when people connect with it. And that's what I live and I live to. Oh, I want to ask that. you this. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this with a transformational life coach the other day. Ah. And we talked about facing fears. So people follow their dreams because our mm-hmm. brains are so negatively negative. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. because of fight or flight syndrome and everything. Right, right, and we were talking about this and we were talking about, she says, we have to focus on joy. <laughs> and I said, I agree, man. I do everything about it being happy, but not like to take people out or anything like that. It's about, mm-hmm. I want to be happy. I love every second of my job so I can work pretty much 20 hours a day. That's cool. I'm tired, but I'm happy as punch, you know, yeah, yeah. until I have fevers and then I get weird. <laughs> so you- sorry you're on a show where I get weird, but it's actually no different. It's but adding to the creativity. You know? Yeah, just, you know, little fl- hot flashes, like really <laughs> weird. Maybe it is that. Maybe, God, is this all about life, midlife crisis? Maybe I'm going through that. Holy crap. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but no, no, we talked about joy. Yes. And that is the key and songs can be sad you have sad songs yes you have good songs you have every emotion in there and i think we all need those in times of our lives and we also want to feel because our life is so crazy and Mm, it's so important for music to bring us back to feeling and reconnecting and going for joy i think Mm. she's right we should be aspiring to joy yeah yeah i I, think that yeah i think that i think that too it's hard when you're creative because you see so much shit out there you're like okay how do you how (laughs) to find joy out there but it's true you know it's hard for everyone yeah i think so i mean we live i i mean there's so many there are viewpoints and i i I think we we are manifestors, if you will. I mean, we're always bringing something about or something's coming to us and we're, we're doing what we do with it. You know, we're responding to it. You know, uh, I mean, it's just, I, I think it's just the way life is. Yeah. I don't want to leave without asking you about yeah. what you do for Tourette syndrome and going in and communicating with people on, on this, because I think it's mm. also still very, um, not talked about Boston legal. It was, when the ah, TV yeah, they had the fellow that didn't take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hands, right. 
Hands. I can't and remember he what bro- his name. His, na- his, his name was Hands in that because okay. he kept moving his hands, hands. which was part of it, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so that was his nickname. And I saw that what you do on, on your site and everybody, Stephen DeJoseph.com, D-I-Joseph.com. So Stephen mm-hmm. with a yeah. P-H. Um, so um, he's got a PH now. There you go. That's correct. Um, balance, we yeah. all do, right? Uh, but anyway, but Tourette's, what you do on that, can you talk a little bit about that before you go? Because I think that's really, I know we've, I've kept you for a long time, but. Um, uh, well, I've enjoyed every second. Go, Appreciate it. Oh, um, I have uh, too. But yeah. Yeah. Please do tell people what you do. Well, so, you know, for me, Tourette's, I mean, Tourette's and music showed up almost simultaneously. And I talk about that. Um, and I made a short film, which they can see on my website, um, under the film. <laughs> um, it basically, uh, for 10 years, I didn't know what it was. It started around six and around 16, I heard the word Tourette's for the first time. By that time, I had in- integrated like the Tourette's and the music. And I thought it was all part of the same fabric, if you will. But it was, it, you know, it's challenging because it, the ticks, I'm going to put this to, I'm trying to give you a synopsis with the time mm-hmm. we have, but the, the, the synopsis of it is that I think living with it without knowing what it was gave me some sense of integration um, mm-hmm. because it wasn't labeled and it was, you know, it, it had challenging aspects of it. You know, I, I was, you know, I would curse or make noises or people, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, and then I go play the piano or, you know, it, it just seemed, but I, I think, I think more needs to be taught. My, my mission is to talk about neurodiversity and creativity and because they are not, they're joined together. I've seen it when I made this film, I saw it in Hollywood. I saw it all over the place and in all different, at all walks of life and all careers. Mm. Uh, I think there's an element with these neurodiverse conditions that drives energy and creativity, which is really important to, to recognize besides the challenges. I'm so glad you say all that because it's international creativity month, everybody, by the way, Ah. we've been doing shows on the, I mean, everything we do is that anyway, but I think there's nothing uh, you can do. um, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Zane calling for dinner. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, apparently. I think this is really important to talk about, you know, Stephen, um, because maybe people in life, in business, and just communication with friends may not understand others. So, and, and I love that you talk about the creative brain. You know, yeah. we talk about this with it. You know, it's International Creativity Month. I say creative creativity cool. is every day, right? Wow. Um, but cool. to talk a, talk about this is so important because I think, like, I know my brain is not normal. Like, <laughs> right, right, I know right. that. Well, you know, Nancy will tell me, and my friends will, because I can, like, I say Janis Joplin sings in a chord. Versus a single note. You know ah, what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> I always thought that, right? Her voice so, is like, oh my God. Yeah, but it's like a so chord. Amazing. 
Yeah, it's a chord. It is a chord. She might know what and you mean. And who does that? You can they hear can the harmonics see. in her voice. Yeah, yeah, she's got three things going on. <laughs> and my brain will work in, like, I'll talk to someone and say, like, podcasts, I'm behaved, right? I've got my thing. I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> but, like, if I talk to Nancy, in within not even 20 seconds, I would have said five things. Because my brain thinks in multiple facets in a very yeah. <laughs> weird way that I don't, and it's not, oh, it's ADH, it's DAD, but I get Maybe. my stuff done. I'm, huh? I'm a functioning citizen. I'm not <laughs> weird. However, I can deliver five things in one place at wow. one time, which is not necessarily good on regular communication. But my friends know this. They're like, okay, she's onto this now and she's onto that. Because I'm like, boom, move on. So yeah. I don't know if it's to, I don't know what it is. And I don't, I really don't care. It, because wish. it's just, I'm busy. My thing, my brain is always going in, in a weird platform. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm not, this is not about me. I'm, I think there's a lot of us who have brain things happening, but we're creative people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we should start celebrating creative people a little bit more because we want to move out of what's going on with climate change and from, you know, fossil fuels to electric cars. Okay, Uh guess what? You need creativity there. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever change happens in the world is fueled by creativity. Without a doubt. What do you think? Without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, that's why I say, you know, Obviously, you know, the obvious places are, are the arts, but it's way beyond the arts. I mean, but the, the arts have a way of opening people up to things that they might not be open to before, you know? That's why. Well, I, think I don't know what it is, are... what's up with my brain. <laughs> and I do have a propensity to tell people where to go. So, you know, maybe that's <laughs> that a little touch of happiness there, but it's okay. But it is, it is. Yeah. Um, so it's great. So Tourette's has that creative gene that's the Without thing a doubt. i mean i'm i'm certain of it i mean i i i um i love that and and you know the, the the each and each particular condition has their challenges you know which is part of um figuring out how to work with it you know it's not easy sometimes it's just does it help you in a in a way now I, i've forgotten a hundred percent the yes song that you did, right? Let's just, it That's doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, roundabout. Um, thank you, roundabout, because now I'm all like run around, roundabout. <laughs> run around. Now, now, it. now it's all gone out of my head. I'm not stupid <laughs> about yes. I do know about yes. I do know their songs and I do know their music. But anyway, yes. when you perform and you did that recording, yeah, and you think about Tourette's, is there a thing? Of being in a zone that's like to be able to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there a zone factor for you to be able to be in that? I don't actually, it doesn't matter if you're the Tourette's or not. Like, how yeah. the hell do you do that and stay there and like deliver for that length of time of insane amount of music, right? This insane. Thing well, this, that you yeah, just did, yeah. Is, yeah. So, is there a zone, and did does having Tourette's help you understand the zone? You know what I mean. 
yes, yes, I do. I do know what you mean. I, I, I don't, I, I would say that, um, I always, I, one of the metaphors I use is that Tourette's is like the, the, the river is flowing and the river never stops. It just gets diverted, you know, mm. and say the same thing with, I think, neuro firings and, you know, in, in a condition like Tourette's where there's, you know, extracurricular <laughs> motor functions or things are out of whack, you know. Um, so anything that I think that in that condition that one loves or focuses on helps them, mm. helps them emotionally, helps them uh, energetically. Um, it doesn't, I don't know that it, I can't say it's going to stop Tourette's because it hasn't, hasn't stopped mm. it in me. And it, sometimes when I'm playing, I'm ticking too. And so that became oh. for me, that became part of my, my style. <laughs> You know, it's like, wow, it's, that's why I wrote a piece called Therese. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, but, yeah. I wow. said, you know, being interviewed, how does it affect your music and creativity on one of these uh, stations? And, and I was saying like, well, here's a piece of music I wrote. <laughs> Eventually, that's what I came to. I said, I'm just going to demonstrate it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, people really get it. You know, they, they love it. It seems, turns out to be something, it, you know, and it comes, it stems back from, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny, but you you watch Charlie Chaplin and you watch these guys and you then you hear stories about their life. And it's like, did they have something going on? You know, because they even these cartoons from 1938 that have these ongoing um, like one thing turns and turns and shifts into another and bumps into another thing that creates a new thing. And it's almost like it's part of life and like is being exemplified in these conditions, you know. Hmm. I think I think that people when they think of Tourette's they immediately think that it's like this free license to swear at people. That's <laughs> well, what I, I think. know in South Park Cartman thought he <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I, I honestly feel like we already have that in this country, but not really. Right. Um right, yeah, you know, yeah. I grew up in, in places where you weren't allowed and you'd go to jail, you know. Right. Um as as a visitor there or et cetera, you know, or even resident. And yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not funny. Um, you think it's funny, but it's not. And it's hard. And, you know, we all think, oh, free license, but it's not. To right. be in a professional world, in music, does that give you a little bit of a breather from, like, if, you know, corporate well, America I, you is know, hard? I, I, I always... Well, I guess, you know, for me, I always, I kind of joke about it when I'm performing, like saying, well, you know, well, Tourette's is, is famous for, uh, being the cursing disorder. And I say, but I don't freaking do that. And, you know, I just say stuff that I, I, I use humor to drive things home. Yeah. In my, yeah. in my performances, like in between the pieces. And I think, I think it makes people more receptive to stuff that I play that's a little more out there, you know, like mm-hmm. where, where did that come from? You know? <laughs> But it, it, there's a story behind it for so me. Yeah, so you, do you have to tell people like before you perform, like, "Hey, this is what's up" beforehand? Yeah, I, I I generally do like in, in like it's it's a concert. They already know because they they go to my website and it's there. It says music film Tourette's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I'm an I am I am I'm a I'm a um, it's the word. A living museum, <laughs> an ad, like I'm an advocate because I'm talking about it in public. So 
even though I'm not talking about the science of it, I'm they so they know already, you know, uh, you know. Now it took time for me to bring that forward, and it was oh, I bet the great help of a, a, a friend who's a really good marketer. He said, you know, this is like a this is way back before people were all talking about it on YouTube, and he's like, this is like a, a superpower. It's like uh, uh, an advantage. I want you to think of it mm-hmm. that way. I'm like, okay, and as, as I started to think of things that way, and I brought things forward in, in performances, it became clear that it was really important, you know, to other people mm-hmm. besides I, myself. I hate to say this, but I almost forgot to bring it up on the show. That's so why I was like, eh, before you go, we got to okay. talk about this. Because yeah. I'm so into your album right now. So it was like, like you in so your much. album. It means you know, so it, yeah. it, it, I know it. I'm like, I almost forgot, and that you know, I knew <laughs> well, it's that. It's not a bad when, thing. When no, we, I, I think when we were working lot... on the show, I was like, I knew I went. This is what I was like. Oh crap! You know, sorry, <laughs> flu brain. But um, well, I, I, God, I, appreciate who, I, who, I sound like I have Tourette's more than you do. <laughs> no, you know, on today's show, I mean, well, and I'm not. I'm just saying it's um, it's very not talked about. Like this is a topic. That everybody has, like, you know, and I think it's almost Hollywood, you know, the Hollywood style. Like I said, yeah, oh, immediately yeah. hands from, you know, um, Boston Legal, et cetera. And you were talking about, you know, the, the South Park. Right. So I don't think I really understood much of it until it was pop culture and in, uh-huh. Agreed. Our, yeah. in our Hollywood stuff. So. I'm glad we're talking about it and I'm, I'm really appreciative that you're willing to talk about it too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I, I sort of feel like it, it, you know, I was, I don't know if I want to use the word forced, but, um, it was so pronounced, you know, if I got on stage, people thought, well, what's, you know, I don't know. It was, I think it's the timing that it seemed, I, I, I guess I'm in the time. And in a place where I, we're talking about it is important and then people want to hear about it, you know, and they don't want you to hide it, you know. Well, uh, maybe we're getting better, yeah. even though it seems really worse out in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was somebody, I was listening to someone's post that they talk about all the stuff that's going on. I'm going, you know, if you go back to the beginnings of humankind, you will find conflicts and you will find domination and you will find war. Mm. And it, it, and you will find, like, think about the times of London in 1800s, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that was going on. It's like mm-hmm. that stuff. It's not going on the same way. It's still going oh, yeah. on. I mean, it's like, you know, there, there, basically there are improvements, you know, I, I think overall you still have attitudes of domination and control and, and power. And it's, that's just, well, we call that just, Basic assholery. Assholery. <laughs> sorry, that's my my word of the day. But um, but honestly, yeah, you're yes, right. You know, right. Yes. I mean, I just did interviews last few days. I mean, of no wonder I'm sick. Um, oh. of the great war of civilization. Of wow. you know, here yeah. we go, and and the Vietnam War. I've done like I've just oh done one war after the other, and all of them are repetitive wars. No matter Repet- how you, you mean for purpose, yeah, financial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here, you know. yeah. There's uh oh, the, like don't don't go me. Don't get don't, me started. Don't start me. <laughs> don't yeah. Me started. Um, but yeah. we've we we are repeating history. 
Yeah. However, in some ways, on shedding the light, like you're saying, we are talking about things in some ways that we've never talked about. We are mm. doing, we are making progress. Mm. You know, the world, this whole idea that the world is not getting better is, is, I disagree. I think, yes, we're, we, we've screwed up a ton of stuff, but mm. I also mm. believe we're making some headway in certain ways. Now, I do not believe we should shut down what comedians say, because if we do that, you're never going to know the truth because comedians <laughs> will always tell you the truth and they're mm -hmm. funny and they get us through the darkest of times, just even laughing at our own bad crap. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to yeah. say that that's my own personal opinion and I'm allowed to say it yeah. and we're allowed to, and we need to use that um, yes. music, music, um, and you being on our show, being able to talk about Tourette syndrome, to talk about things that, you know, all of that mm -hmm. is just Absolutely. huge. We didn't have that ability, you know, so, so much so, yeah, years ago. And I yeah. appreciate that. So thank you so much. My Stephen, friend. this has been so much fun having you yeah, on the Lisa, show. Yeah, Lisa, I really appreciate it, you know. <laughs> and and thank you. Thank you for dealing with me with my little flu brain or whatever uh, it is. Um, hey, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, sometimes it does stimulate other parts of our brain hey, that are sleeping. <laughs> you know? I know. I think a flu brain is kind of cool. We're kind of. Flu brain. You know, and that's the first time I've heard it put together that way. Yeah, that's it cool. feels good. It feels yeah. good. But everyone, StephenDeJoseph.com. Stephen with a PH. Uh, Stephen and then di joseph.com and also go to deco entertainment.com. That's deco is D E K O. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Stevens, thank you so much. My pleasure, Lisa. Thank you. Keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com.